My name is Tony McGeehy, and you're listening to Emerging Entrepreneurs. I want to connect you to incredible stories and people that you may have never heard before. Each guest shares an inspiring story or advice to help the unbelievable become achievable on your journey to success. Now, are you ready to emerge? Welcome back to the final episode in the e-commerce collection. Depending on what order you listen to these in, this may not be the last episode, but it is episode six of the e-commerce collection. So technically, I'm going to call it the last episode. I'm super excited for this interview as I have been for all the other five interviews in this collection. They've all been amazing. But today, I have a very good friend that I got to sit down with in person. His name is Frank Barbarina. He is the founder of Faithful Nature, a company that supports philanthropic and conservation organizations around the globe through selling merchandise online. In this episode, Frank talks about the one entrepreneur that helped him learn how to sell his products successfully online, the roadblocks he ran into when launching his products, what Faithful Nature truly does as a company, and the incredible organization he's partnered with, the cause that Frank holds most important to him, the one simple tip Frank gives to help you be a better steward of your time, and tips to stand out and succeed in an online business against the rest, and also in life. I really think you guys are going to get a ton of value from Frank in this interview. I cannot wait for you to hear from him. He spits out so much knowledge and so much advice in this, and he's such a genuine person. I know that you guys are going to really enjoy this episode. Be sure to take a screenshot of this episode and connect with me to stay up to date with the podcast on Instagram at Tony McGeehy and on Facebook at Emerging Entrepreneurs Podcast. Leave a rating and subscribe to the podcast to be the first one to listen to new episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, share this episode with a friend. Now, without further ado, let's jump right in. Welcome back to Emerging Entrepreneurs, everyone. Today, I am here with a special guest, finally an in-person interview. I feel like so many of them are online remote interviews, so it's really nice to be sitting next uh, to Frank Barbarena here. He is the founder of Faithful Nature. Frank, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on, man. Man, it's a pleasure. It seems like this has been like a long time brewing. You know, we've had uh, we've been busy. Congrats <laughs> on graduating. I know that's something Thanks. recently that that happened, but I'm glad. You know, glad and blessed to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, who hasn't been me or Frank. We've been communicating since I think what, like November, oh, October, November. November. Like yeah. it's yeah. been a long time. So um, glad that faithful nature is finally off the ground. So Frank, just to start, um, you know, I like for people to tell their stories and and for people who are listening to really hear how many different stories and backgrounds that people uh, come from. So I know that we talked a little bit off camera, but you know, what's your story? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, born in Cuba, right? Cuban and Colombian family. Um, just, you know, born there. Uh, basically spent the majority of my life here in Orlando. Um, graduated high school in 2015. Been at UCF for a couple of years. Uh, started out with aerospace engineering. I've since, you know, transitioned over to human communication um, at UCF. My minor is technological entrepreneurship. Basically, you know, big fancy titles, but... Um, I'm really passionate about you know, small business startups, philanthropy. Um, very, very, you know, I, I'd be remiss to kind of tell my story without um, discussing my faith, my faith in God and, and in Jesus Christ. I mean, that's such a powerful kind of, um, man, just like instigator of everything that I, that I am and then I, and then I aspire to do is kind of just to glorify God and in, in, in the things that I do. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically what I'm doing. I mean, with Faithful. Um, it's something that, you know, I had, I had the idea of starting up, I had the opportunity to kind of, um, you know, work with someone that I knew in, um, in, in a similar kind of just like a t-shirt startup, like a, an apparel startup it wasn't necessarily something that I thought was going to be, you know, uh, it was just something that I was, that I was going to help him out with, um, really kind of became passionate about that. We kind of went our separate ways and then I said, well, 
I'd love the opportunity to do this, um, to do this on my own. I got with my dad, um, you know, from there we kind of launched up and, um, and slowly but surely started building Faithful, you know, from the ground up, uh, the Blackstone Launchpad, the business incubator at UCF, yeah. uh, was just really, really good at getting me going with the, with the initial, uh, with the initial process, uh, Joe Sleppy, which he's just somebody that in the business yeah. uh, area at UCF, people know, um, I believe his company is called Capacitech. That yeah. sounds, that sounds yeah. right. That's but good. man, he's just, he's just awesome at just going from start to finish, um, helping us set the groundwork. And then everything else has just been kind of me reading up articles, uh, sitting down talking with my dad about, about different things. I mean, you know, part of the reason that I transitioned from engineering over to communications is just like the numbers aren't really my thing. Um, but you know, as starting any kind of business or any kind of initiative, you know, the numbers have to be there. So my dad's just really awesome at, um, sitting down with me and said, you know, once we get going, I'll help you with the numbers and, and, and we'll just, you know, get going, but really faithful, um, started, you know, started just like that. It was just an idea of something that I wanted to do. Um, really passionate about the outdoors, about nature and, um, and, and outdoor apparel in general. And so I just wanted to build something that was going to be able to tie in also my passion for, for faith and then my passion for philanthropy. I'm sure we'll get more into the details of that as the interview goes on. But yeah, that's basically my story. <laughs> so Sweet. Right. Awesome, man. So talk about since this is, you know, all these episodes that are, are being released with this one are all centered around e-commerce. Mm-hmm. Talk about when you started this, did you have any in, any experience in selling online or anything like that? Or, um, you know, you said you read articles all the time and everything. How did you educate yourself on how to sell online and be successful doing that? Man, um, so <clears throat> basically like, you know, in today's day and age, like I've learned, and this is basically like Gary Vaynerchuk is just an, like Gary yeah. V is just like an awesome, um, he's great at breaking down uh, anything, e-commerce, social media, anything really having to do. I mean, you know, his, his rhetoric is, is really rough around the edges. His language is pretty blunt, but, um, but man, his concepts are great about, you know, like in today's day and age, um, everything doesn't start with like a brick and mortar shop. You know, that's something that you pick up later on, but really it starts with social media marketing, um, um, social media marketing, the analytics, the, you know, kind of learning to, um, figure out, you know, what appeals to people. Similarly to how, you know, um, in the past, you know, it started with radio. Like if you had an ad, um, you know, and you wanted to get a product out there, you would make a radio ad and then you would make a TV ad because that's where people sit down and consume content. In today's day and age, it's social media. So, um, you know, with with e-commerce, it's it's pivotal, you know, taking in content, again, like Gary Vee, um, carrying along the models that he says of like learning his, he always says that his biggest kind of forte is uh, social intelligence, understanding people. And that's so powerful in, in, in anything, you know, like what I'm studying in human communication, essentially like how to convey messages in the best way possible for your audience and how different audiences you need to convey messages in different ways. Well, um, you know, and, and this is something that the business incubator taught me about first things first, like find your target demographic, like who are you targeting? Right whether it's with a message in communication or whether it's in marketing, if you're trying to, um, trying to, uh, push along a product, then, you know, it's important to know like who you're targeting. And so, um, just carrying those ideas, you know, watching, you know, reading articles, watching pod or hearing podcasts, uh, watching videos, um, you know, people like Gary Vee, people that have made it. And also I find it super interesting how he talks about, um, how he talks about like, how he started like his like when he was a kid how he would like sell baseball cards and things like that that's like a natural drive that somebody has i I, i'm a you know i'm a big proponent of like that that building on your strengths is really important um not to say that like if you're not naturally gifted at something like you can't make it Mm because you know hard work will take you a really long way but if your hard wiring is in soft skills is in communication if you've always been able to convey messages properly if you're a people person uh, i think that's something that's worth like taking the initiative to, to build on. And so that's the, just those little things like that are stuff that I really kind of learned from uh, from Gary Vee. And, and in the realm of e-commerce, again, just hyper-focusing on your target demographic and, and what it is that you're putting out there right? and making something quality, like making something, because that's something that, 
that you lose from e-commerce, right? That I think you need to find ways to uh, to get around is yeah. I can't like feel the fabric of this shirt. Like I can't try it on, right? Yeah. Um, so how do I get around all that? Well, um, I make, you know, I make a business model that, you know, makes returns very easy, right? So like, you know, the, your whatever, um, whatever parcel system you're using or whatever, like delivery system you're using, like make it easy for people to get something, try it on. You have to kind of build trust because there's a certain sense of trust that is going to be lost when someone is ordering something online, yeah. right? So if you can kind of bridge that gap and say, you know, try it on, if you don't like it, then send it back. Or if anything's wrong, we'll replace it. Like that kind of transparency, right? And transparency is a big focus, not only in, in how I run my business, but I try to, you know, have in my personal life is like, really put what you're doing out there, <clears throat> whoever scrutinizes it or however people go about it, um, you really have to have a sense of transparency with everything you're doing, especially in e-commerce. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, especially in a young business, you got one shot to make a first impression. And so that's really important. Yeah, for sure. And I know that just recently you kind of launched the first collection um, yeah. back in, back at the end of last year, beginning of this year, right. whenever it was. Um, talk about, you know, for somebody who is trying to launch their e-commerce brand, whether it be clothing or, mm -hmm. or anything like that, um, what were some of the things after you launched your product and started sending it out and everything, what were some of those things that those roadblocks that you ran into that you didn't even think about really before it happened? Oh man. Um, so logistics was something that I really, um, that you really learn as you go and that's that's why i mentioned like you have to have a return system that works like my first you know my first batch essentially were pre-orders you're just and it's going to be like that like friends and family people that know you yeah people that you've talked a lot about you know about whatever initiative you're launching and so they're going to be the first ones to consume the product right those are personal relationships that you have that are definitely not worth uh losing over like your business so don't be you know you can't be stingy you have to be open about it um you know put put products out there and have people give you honest feedback, right? Road. Mm -hmm. So that the pre-orders were pretty simple, but I realized like down the line, you have to figure out logistics because you have to have items in stock um, then you market, people buy, and then you ship out, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a balance of like, how many items do I keep in stock? So I don't, you know, so I don't have things sitting so I can move product, yeah. but without losing like, without losing money, like in the process of just buying things. Cause then you bring in a new collection then your last collection has to go into like a last call or like a buy one, get one. And so, you know, th those are things that you have to do. But for example, like back to uh, the pre-orders, that was easy because every, every shirt was already bought before I sent it out. Exactly. Right. So when I reordered, when I said, okay, like now let me buy a new batch. Well, okay. Um, you have to really figure out how you're going to get a new batch, how you get the right amount of units. So you have it sitting. So when new people order, you know, it goes out. Um, and also like it, it, you know, how do I say it? Like you have to, you have to bring enough on that, that people can buy and then you can send it out. But then let's say that like, um, I kind of like lost my train of thought there, but, um, but essentially it's, it's logistics. Like that's a big one. Um, having, having enough in stock so that you can keep the product moving without kind of losing money. And then you have to do the best you can to really test like to product test before you you uh, send it out because there's always going to be defective products and then yeah. so you know if you're ordering a batch of 30 and two of them have like especially you know t-shirts or, or apparel and things that people are going to use for the outdoors like they're going to use camping and hiking chances are like if they're going on a multiple day trip they're just going to have a couple of shirts in their bag right because they're trying to pack light and so this needs to be something that they can wear for multiple days in a row it's not going to get too smelly. It's got to be a good material. So I spent a lot of time like testing blanks. But even with that, you know, the products came in. Let's say they had a loose stitch or let's say something came uh, came off. Well, then you need to be really good about, all right, how can I make this better? All right, you want your money back? Uh, do you want me to get you a new one? Do you want to? So that, that communication also is important with the customers. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And so you kind of touched on both already. Um, hinting at the name of your company and why mm -hmm. you, know, you talked about your faith a little bit and also you talked about just loving the outdoors. Yeah. 
So elaborate a little bit more on that. And I know you have kind of a mission and a philanthropy side behind the company as well. So talk more about that. Yeah. So uh, Faithful Nature, right? Can't take credit for it. That was my dad's idea, that play on words, <laughs> right? As much as I want to like uh, take pride in that I'm a communication major, that was that was all him. So um, the play on words, right? Uh, faithful Nature. So it, it really seeps into what our brand stands for, right? Which is, you know, being faithful to nature, right? The out, you know, the outside, outdoor nature, and then nature being like who you are, your internal nature, right? And so before being an apparel brand, Faithful Nature is a platform for philanthropy. And so um, as we develop, right, and, you know, going on our website, you kind of see how it's set up. I mean, it's kind of set up in three parts, right? You can go online and you can shop. You can find products that are either exclusively to us. And then, you know, this is another thing that we wanted to do from the start. It's like we wanted to set a business model that would um, that would scale that would scale easily, right? And we really want to win not by creating like an expensive product um, that people consume once in a while, right? Because like, and you know, and, and this to a certain extent kind of mirrors big companies like Patagonia, right? So Patagonia has an awesome initiative on, and, and they're really they're really brilliant in their marketing about being anti-consumeristic, right? But in essence, it's hard to do that when you're in, when you're a like yeah. when your your livelihood is on consumerism so they build um they build a product that is durable and then you know they build uh kits for you to be able to patch your products up and be able to fix them and you know they've literally created um like marketing campaigns that said you know don't buy this twice right mm-hmm. and you know people go ahead and buy it twice right even though <laughs> you know cuz cuz that's just like the brilliance of marketing however um you know Faithful works in three parts, right? You go, you buy a product, and then every single one of our products, um, and we wanted to create a very drastic um, kind of tie into philanthropy. Like philanthropy is not a subset of our brand. Philanthropy is at the forefront. It's only half of our brand. Like we want to create a platform where people can go on uh, faithfulnaturecompany.com and they can consume a product or they can literally look at our uh, you know faithful action partnerships or our faithful action partners those are nonprofit organizations that we seek uh, connections with and we seek partnerships with. They help us to create products. And then, you know, like every product that we put out, 10% of that total revenue, it's not the profit, it's it's 10% of the total revenue of the product. Like if the product costs $30, $3 are going to go back to an organization. Now, as we right now, uh, our sole faithful action partner is Project Alianza. They're, you know, a fantastic organization. Essentially, they build an education infrastructure in the coffee lands of Nicaragua. That's what they do. They build schools. They hire local teachers. They do a fantastic job. Um, my girlfriend Kimberly and I were actually later in July. We're going to take uh, an advocate's trip down there to work with Project Alianza. Wow. Really see firsthand what they're doing. That's so awesome. we're super excited about that. Um, now, you know, we have collaborative products which we work closely with. Um, you know, our faithful action partners to create. So with Project Alianza, for example, we would create a shirt or a bracelet or a hat, something Mm -hmm. that really like exemplifies what they do on the day to day, right? Which is, you know, education and then the nature of the coffee lands, Mm -hmm. make something like that. And then we would put the shirts out. Now we handle all the costs of the creation of the shirt, of putting it out there. Um, It benefits us because, you know, we're a young company and they're an established organization. Um, They're still small, but they have a following. So it gives them the opportunity to, um, you know, we get the benefit of being marketed on their website and then, you know, you know, they get the benefit of having a product that really push something out. And, and also anybody that follows faithful will learn about them. Right. So, but again, you know, whether it's a, it's a product that faithful nature put out. And so that 10% in the first batch, it went toward any, and these are, you know, again, things that you learn logistics, right? So you know, in the first batch, um, we, you know, we had faithful or we had Project Alianza as an option, but you could give your, uh, your 10%, you know, donation, which again, kind of goes back to like how, you know, how important my faith is to me. Essentially every order is a tithe, right? For those that are maybe aren't familiar with the Christian faith, like, you know, 10% of everything you make, uh, goes back to the Lord. Right. And that's kind of a separate conversation about, you know, how much he provides for us and, and giving back. And, 
and that money, you know, if you're in a if you're in a place of worship that that is doing things right, that money goes to feeding the hungry. That money goes to um, just uh, a majority of things, anyways. But for us, like essentially, like every order is going to be a, a tithe, right? So ten percent of it goes back to the organization of your choice, right? So maybe people that that aren't super involved in philanthropy or are not super involved in like nonprofit organizations get the opportunity without them feeling it's not like thirty dollars plus three it's out of your thirty dollars we on the back end are going to take three dollars set it aside before we do anything else and we're going to give it to this nonprofit organization of your choice now mm -hmm. that became a little difficult especially in a product of thirty dollars because you know after that we would collect that money and they would say okay i want to give three dollars to saint jude children's hospital so saint jude children's hospital and i learned that many other nonprofit organizations if you're going to give online you have to give at least five dollars and so mm -hmm. that became a, a matter of like all right what are we going to do so i just said all right well we're just going to bump it up to five and we're going to make these three dollar donations five we'll take the hit because we told our consumers that we were going to give you know uh 10 so that's that's what we did and then you know we would send like the receipts back to the back to the customer and so we did what we said we were going to do obviously it was a little clunky and and you know but we made it work how, how we were going to make it work um but but yeah so back to like the mission of faithful right um to shop right people can come on our website and shop they can look at the products they like consume it it's going to be a product that you know it's going to be tested it's going to be a product that is going to be quality that it's going to be aesthetic um and that it's going to have ties back into being faithful to your personal nature or being faithful to outdoor nature right um number two is just we would love for people to just be able to go we would love to have a network of nonprofit organizations large enough that people would just come on the site and and figure out you know read about these organizations like you go on our partners page you can click on project alianza um you know i believe it says you know learn more or take action learn more will take you directly to their um mission statement page or about page so you can learn about what they're doing and then the take action will take you over to their you know back direct traffic back to their website um to let you either volunteer or donate to them so Uh, we'd love to just have a network of nonprofit organizations that people can learn more about. And then the third one is just to volunteer. Our third, like the third link, which I believe says take action on our website or, or get involved, um, will take you to like natureconservancy.org. And that is just like a place where you can put in your zip code and you can find nonprofit organizations that you can commit your time to. So again, like Faithful Nature is not simply like uh, an apparel brand that has you know that that gives to nonprofit organizations like we want to get to the point where like i mean where like people can go on our website just to read about nonprofit organizations and also buy if they want to but to learn more right that is that is the goal to educate people in in you know the nonprofit sector to educate people on how they can commit their time because i feel i truly feel and this is something i hold personal if you have the opportunity to come home every day with a roof over your head if you have the opportunity to come home and eat every day if you know where your next meal is coming like you are already in a position where you're pretty privileged and so i think that we have a responsibility to be able to kind of uh give back and get involved um with people that don't have those blessings in their lives so yeah for sure and so with philanthropy such a big part of your life and your business as well mm -hmm. do you see in the future having your own nonprofit or your own, you know, philanthropy cause within faithful nature, you know, starting your own nonprofit within that, that helps a certain segment of, you know, whatever cause you believe in the most, you know, what is, what is that cause that you believe in the most? Um, if you had your own nonprofit where you were don donating specifically to one thing, and do you see your company starting its own rather than, you know, supporting other ones? Yeah. Um, So I, I think that in, you know, regarding faithful, like faithful nature, I think that um, there is no faithful nature without that network of, of nonprofit organizations. I always, as large as like faithful nature is, is able to like whatever heights it's able to achieve, like I always want it to be tied into philanthropy in that sense. Now, me personally, I would love the opportunity to start like uh, a nonprofit organization separate from faithful. Um, 
you know, I guess it could be part of the network, but it wouldn't have a priority in the network over any of the other outside organizations. Because I think there's so many organizations out there that are doing such amazing work, have such an awesome mission, and really um, just what they need is 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 the right kind of funding or the right kind of attention to be able to kind of carry out, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, like, it's always better to, it's always better to, uh, you know, be prepared and not have the means than, like, to have the means and not be prepared, right? And so, but, yeah, I mean, really where I feel very passionate about is uh, financial literacy to low-income families, right? Whether that is here or abroad, right? Like, um, I think that... <clears throat> And obviously, you know, this is a tricky subject and I definitely don't want to get into politics, but like, um, I think people start at different, at different places. And I think that financial education is important. I think that's not something that's really, um, a part of our you know public school system or, or really to my knowledge, our private school system. I mean, in, in our, in our elementary and secondary education, like that's not something that's really, um, focused on a lot is like how to manage your money, um, how to kind of you know, save, how to do things like that. And I think that that is super important because, um, you know, the people that are getting this kind of education are people that received it at home, that mom and dad know how to manage money. So that's kind of just things that are carried out. You know, how do you build a credit line? How do you build good credit? How do you do that kind of stuff? Like if you don't have access to that at home or if you don't have access to that um, from some kind of outside source, like your place of education is only teaching you math, science, you know, uh, English things like that, which are all very important things, but like life skills are lacking, you know, and, and, uh, you know, people are are graduating, um, you know, I'm in college, you just graduated from college, like college is super important, but there's not a whole lot of like education out there on how you can get through college without an obscene amount of debt. And that's something that, you know, and if in today's day and age, like you get out of college with a degree and then you go off and, you know, go into your career um, but maybe you can't even find a job after your degree. So now you have a huge amount of debt and you can't get into what you wanted to, um, to study. Right. And so, uh, to get back to it, um, just financial literacy to low income families is super important because, um, there's such a cycle of, of generational poverty, of generational welfare. Um, even, even in this country, um, that, that I think that, um, you know, if we have the opportunity to, to have that information and to have that knowledge, However, we acquired it. Um, it's it's amazing to be able to share that, and so to create something, to create a place that or or some kind of system that um, that people can go to and receive this kind of financial literacy and, and things like that, um, and then eventually grow and be able to do it abroad. Um, like you know, Project Alianza, what they're doing is exactly like what I'd love to be able to 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 do more of, and that's you know back to the advocate strip. That's such a apart from it being such a, like a spiritually um, spiritually satisfying experience and, and like a culturally satisfying experience. Um, the ability to just learn like how their systems work, like how they've been able to go into a place with, with little to no, you know, in, in these coffee lands, um, a lot of the children are just able to go to school, um, I guess until something like the third grade, and then they got to go work in the field, you know, so they don't like, that's things that we take for granted here. The fact that we have access to public education, until you know we're 18 and it's free so so you know um just things like that but financial literacy to low-income families would definitely be something i'd love to do and get into definitely what does project alianza do what's their cause yeah so um you know educating the coffee lands so really um you know creating education infrastructure um in in the coffee lands of nicaragua so they go in um you know uh, they go in and they, you know, build these schools, they uh, contract, you know, local construction workers to do it. And then they, you know, work on educating local teachers to be able to like go in. It's not, um, it's not like, you know, outside Americans coming in and teaching these children. It's just kind of like oversight that they get funding through grants and through donors. And, um, and they're just able to really leverage that to provide better quality education in these, in these places that otherwise wouldn't happen. That's awesome. So I know that we were talking a little bit before um, we started the episode. So along with doing Faithful Nature, you also go to school and you work full time. Mm-hmm. So kind of going back to, to Gary Vee, who you mentioned earlier, he always talks about, you know, 
starting your business at night and, and running it. So talk about that process of working full time and going to school, taking classes and trying to start Faithful Nature. You know, when did you find the time to do it and how did you do it? Um, so, I mean, it just kind of started on a whim. Uh, December, December 2017 uh, It's around New Year's time. Like I had just kind of uh, finished things up with that previous venture that I that I got into, uh, but I just kind of had an itch. I had that bug uh, that I really wanted to start something, right? And, uh, and I said, well, you know, apparel is something that people are always like clothes, like everybody needs clothes, right? Mm-hmm. And so let's do like, the way I see it is like, I'd love, and these are like long-term goals. I'd love to create kind of, even if it's just like a little, um, like a little ripple in in the market of every time you take you give right and we're a lot more hesitant to give like when we like when we feel people are going to be hesitant to give no matter what unfortunately it's just like the nature of of humanity right you want to provide for your own needs and then but if we're able to um like if i'm able to make a ripple and and have people think like okay like without me even trying like i'm going to consume something and then like something's going to be given like that's a good feeling if if because once you get a little bit of that good feeling of giving once you see kind of how that works um man it becomes like it's like and it's like you really just want to keep doing it because it's so satisfying i think that giving is is going to be something that that you you get more out of than than people realize like people from the outside they look at giving in any kind of sort of way giving time giving money uh, giving uh, knowledge or advice um, as something that's going to be draining, right? Because the very nature of it is like, I'm taking what's mine and giving it away. But there's something that just kind of fills you. And, and that goes back to like my faith, like the whole concept of, of faith and the whole sacrifice that Christ made for us, the, the, the whole essence of Christianity is, is based on a sacrifice. It's based on giving. And so I think that there's something innate in us that like when we get over the hump of wanting to give, um, I think that's there. I, I think it's going to be something that's just innately going to be satisfying. And so kind of to go back to, uh, to, to your question, um, like how do I, how am I able to, to balance everything? I mean, it just comes down to like being a good steward of time. Um, stewardship is, is another thing that is kind of in the very essence of, of faith and, and what we're called to do is to serve. I, I think it's something that we're really here to do that. Like we're here to serve. So once I get it out of my mind of like, oh, I'm setting aside extra time to give and I start changing my mindset to um, giving is a responsibility. Like giving is something that, man, like I'm, I'm privileged to do. I'm privileged to have the opportunity to give. Then that's everything just comes down to motivation. Like what it is that you're willing to do. Because there's people say there's no time. There's always time. There's time for whatever you want to make. Like whether, you know, whether your free time is going to go to watching TV or whether your free time is going to be like hanging out with friends or whether your free time is going to something toxic, like whatever it is, there's always time. It's a matter of being a good steward of your time and saying, okay, like really trying to put things. I mean, for some people, like I tried this for a little while and it really helped me kind of get going is putting things down on paper. Like you really got to say, okay, like I'm going to be at work from, um, I'm going to be at work from 9am to 6pm. Um, and online classes have really helped me too. So since I transitioned from full-time school to half-time school, um, and now that I'm a little like really into my degree, I have the opportunity to take online classes. And that people might be a little hesitant of that because it's like, oh, like if I don't have like, if I don't have a time to be in class, then I'm just gonna like fall out of that. I mean, you know, you cannot go to class anyways. Like in college, like nobody's gonna force you. You're gonna pay your money and whether you go to class or not, you're gonna get a grade at the end of the semester. So online classes have allowed me to have that flexibility to say, I'm going to get home from work. Um, I'm going to work on my classes from this time to this time. Make sure that I have everything. Trying to stay ahead, man. That is like so, and that's way easier said than done. But online classes, a lot of times will give you like the whole, like will allow you to work ahead. And if you're able to work ahead, like power to you because that's going to give you the opportunity to not be like down to the wire, like not be doing things last minute, which Trying to overcome procrastination has been such a such a big part of like how I'm finally finding a groove. And now, which is one of the busiest times of my life, like I'm juggling, you know, work and school, family, a relationship, um, my faith, like I'm serving at, you know, church, new birth, uh, 
which is down in Kissimmee. I mean, man, New Birth, a place of hope, doing such awesome work. Like, um, like the, I've never been this busy and I've also never been this happy because it's just, uh, I've just seen so many opportunities to like, to grow and to serve. And, and, and again, like on paper, there shouldn't be enough time to do everything that I'm doing, but between my faith and be between just like things that I've learned about being a good steward, I've just, you know, found an opportunity to not only get everything done, but to do it, to do it well and, and to enjoy myself and to be happy. So, so yeah. Definitely. Stewardship. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm sure that's definitely one of the most unique answers um, to that that I've heard, but I think it's a really important lesson, especially what you said about, you know, you make time for the things that you want to make time yeah. for. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, there's, there's plenty of excuses for reasons why things don't get done, but, mm-hmm. um, but it just kind of comes down to that. And so I have a couple more questions for you. Next, what I want to ask is for anyone starting their own online business, what do you think is one of the biggest keys to success that you found so far? Um, consistency, right? And that's a little more of like a, like a basic answer, but I think it's so important. Um, consistency, staying on top, like saying that, you know, that to just do what you do, what you say you're set out to do. Like, do not be discouraged by, um, the times that you fall short, because you're going to fall short, you're going to you're gonna buy, you're going to have things in stock that are not going to sell, right? Um, man, if they don't sell, like, give it away, because that that shirt on somebody is, is, is a potential to sell. That shirt in your, in your room in a box is definitely not going to do anything for you. I mean, like the first batch that I came out with was, was just like 16 shirts for like friends and family. Um, there's a couple of those, like some smalls that like, I wasn't able to really like get rid of. I mean, you know, I gave it to my sister and I said, go like wear it at school because like she, you know, my sister, Michelle, she's in high school. She's involved in a lot of stuff. Um, and so, you know, having that shirt on, I mean, she's got her friends asking, well, what's that shirt? Cause that shirt, you know, I haven't seen it anywhere. Oh, that's my brother's, that's my brother's thing. This is what he's doing. This is what it's about. Um, and so whether it's now or whether it's later, that's going to convert, like find every opportunity to get people talking about your, like your brand, like what it is that you're doing. Um, like people become very protective of like, of, of like their product. And yeah, like you got to make sure that it's run well and you got to, but get it on people, make sure people are wearing it, like make sure that, that people see it. Um, and then, you know, always encourage people, man, like once you like, tell me honestly what you think of, of what I'm putting out there and then um like tell people about it post about it um like for 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 faithful like now another thing is like and this is something I learned from Gary Vee as well is like if people comment on one of your posts on your social media or, or something that you're putting out there like and you don't comment back or you don't acknowledge or somebody dms you congratulating you or telling you anything and you don't acknowledge it like like how pretentious does that come off like you're a new business like um, everybody that's like, everybody that sees your business online, um, whether you're, it's on social media or otherwise, like they don't know how busy you are and they don't really care. Like they see your logo and they like what it's about enough to take time out of their time on social media, their day to congratulate you or tell you how much they love it. Like if you can't take the time to comment back, then, then you're like, you're coming from a very pretentious place and you're missing an opportunity to make a connection connections are ultimately what is going to sell your product like people emotionally being invested in what it is that you're doing people pay obscene amount like and that is that is um that that is rarely more true than in like collector's items like you see people paying obscene amount of like like an obscene amount of money for things that to us might seem very invaluable but they have an emotional investment in something and they're willing to pay a lot for it Mm mm-hmm so that we need to kind of bring some of that, some of that human touch, some of that connection, especially in e-commerce, right? Because that's another thing that you miss out on is human touch. Yeah. Like if I'm, you know, if I have a booth or if I have a store or if I have a corner, like, and I'm able to kind of make a connection, um, then that's very valuable. But you miss that. So what do you have to do? You have to convey that connection in videos. You have to convey that connection in pictures. You have to convey that, com- the, that connection in written copy because all that is super important. Um, 
just just yesterday, I went to this place in Winter Park on the East End Market. Uh, they're called Freehand Goods. Uh, and I spoke to this guy called Seth. I, I had seen like this, this kind of stuff. I mean, they make like leather goods, they have shirts, oil, mm-hmm. soap, stuff like that. Um, the East End Market is over in Winter Park. It's like super like millennial, like hipster kind of stuff. They have like green juices and all that. So, um, <laughs> so, but, but it was cool. Like it was a good vibe. And like, he's the guy I saw in the video um, talking about, you know, his product. And then um, I went and man, like, I don't know, we get even in little things like that, like somebody in the apparel space that he started, I mean, him and his partner started uh, freehand goods in like 2016. Mm -hmm. And now they already got a spot in the East in the East End market, which is like prime real estate. And like him talk like and he was like, you know, I hadn't planned to have a brick and mortar shop, but this was just an opportunity that was presented to me and I got it. And Man, having that kind of dialogue was super valuable to me. It might not have meant a lot to like him or taking time from yeah. um, from his day. He might not have thought much of it. But somebody that's like, it's cool to see somebody doing what you're doing, and and having and doing it so well. Um, still come from such a place of humility to have that conversation. Um, man, have as much of that as you can possibly as you can possibly have. Like, come from a place of humility. Like, right now, like every. Every time somebody buys a shirt, whether I know of them or not, it's still a lot of people that I know. But I've had a couple of people buy um, some products that I don't necessarily know. And like I take the time to like write out like a handwritten kind of letter to them, you know, thanking them for their support, thanking them for like loving on faithful, thanking them for buying a shirt. Like because they could have bought a shirt from anywhere else. They could have bought a shirt from Patagonia or Columbia or anywhere else that like they know like it's a product that's established and they know it's going to be quality. I don't know. Like. I don't have a brick and mortar shop like very seldomly do I get the opportunity to sell things in person. So they said I, I either like I'm investing in the jockey like I like what Frank's doing so much or I sincerely like like the message of faithful nature. Like let me invest in this product like I would be I would be remiss to not write them something. The way I see it is like if I am not writing a handwritten letter to this person thanking them for like their time or their money, then I'm missing an opportunity to make a connection. And because that's what they're not going to get from Columbia and that's what they're not going to get from North Face. As we scale, will I be able to write a letter to every single person? I don't know. I'm going to keep doing it until I can't because that's just kind of where that's just what I'm able to do right now. And that's what sets me apart. Handwritten notes, kind of going back to basics. What can you do well? Relationships. I mean, that's the best advice. Like try to form a relationship with your clientele as much as you can. Yeah, for sure. So... One more question that I have for you is what does the future of Faithful Nature look like for you? You know, what collections are coming out and, you know, what plans do you have for the future? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, um, move out from from just T-shirts. Like we want to make sure that we continue to, to do we want to do everything well. Right. And then, you know, I'm, I'm taking the time to like like every time I order a blank, like um, like whether it's from like um, next level whether it's from Gildan or whether it's from um, uh, Bella Canvas, like wherever it is that like I get my blanks from, like I need to look at that, like that company. Like, I need to see like, how do they build this product? Like until we get to the point where like we're able to have our own production factories and our own production plants and things like that, um, we need to work with companies that are doing, already doing their homework and already doing things right. They're, you know, paying people what the job is worth, regardless of where it's at. Um, having as little of a carbon footprint as possible, right? Um, and like just doing things, coming from a good place. And so that, you know, regardless of whether it's t-shirts or anything else, we want to make sure that it, everything is done correctly. But, you know, we want to get into hats, we want to get into bracelets. Eventually we want to get into uh, camping, you know, camping gear, tents, boots, um, hammocks, things like that. Um, eventually I'd love like long-term, I'd love to be able to like, have like a some kind of like faithful market where people can like go and not only get like a like a kind of one-stop shop like not just like apparel but go and buy food like in the same place like similarly like i guess how you can do like at walmart and target but that's not necessarily viewed as like high-end like apparel or, or not high-end apparel but like a you know things that people necessarily want to like like buy like you don't go to you don't necessarily like go to these places like you go for like produce and you go for like, you think of it, when you think Walmart and Target, you still think of a supermarket. Like I want to kind of build something that people can like go to and get both. But that's like way down the line, but yeah. 
just kind of have a vision of what I'd like for it to be. And I want to scale responsibly. That's ultimately like what, what I want to do from start to finish from here, take the extra time, pay the extra money and uh, just do it responsibly. I, I trust the market enough that like if I spend more up front, whether that is like dollars or time that, you know, I'll make it back in awareness and I'll make it back in volume. So, yeah, for sure. Definitely. I think that's a great plan. And so I have one more question for you before I ask that, though. just want to say thank you again for taking time out of your day. I know you got a busy schedule with school, work, um, hanging out with friends, family, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thank you a lot. Really appreciate your authenticity on the episode. You know, I can tell how passionate you are about what you do and the causes that you support um, and your faith. And so it's just really nice um, when people are willing to stand up for what they believe in and they don't shy away from it. So, no, oh, man, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, obviously, faithful being so young, I mean, man, we love any opportunity um, to just be able to share what we're about and, and you know, I mean, your podcast and what you do, I mean, that's basically like, like we love, we love the opportunity to be part of that, of that circle. So thanks a lot to you, man. Yeah, of course. And so my last question for you is a question that I ask everybody at the end of every episode. It's called the three truths. Yeah. So I don't know if you did your homework and sure did. found out what that was. <laughs> All right, good. So for anybody that, that is listening for the first time, um, if you don't know what the three truths are, basically it is a hypothetical scenario where it's your last day on earth and you get to choose the day and basically you've accomplished everything that you've ever wanted to accomplish in your entire life um all the goals that you set for yourself you know um faithful you've grown into everything you've wanted to you've supported you know so many nonprofits, and basically just grown it to exactly what you wanted it to be and more uh, but for some reason at the end of your last day when you pass away everything you've ever created will be completely erased and nobody has anything to remember you by except for the three things that you write down on the piece of paper that are next to you. So what are those three truths? Man, um, first of all, I love this question. And like, even before I knew the date that I was going to come here, I'm like, man, I really need to like do something good <laughs> with this question. Um, I definitely didn't want to get caught by surprise, but my three truths um, are three in one, just like just like my God, right? So Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. um and I'll bring it back on like how how that becomes very practical in, in how to grow your business and just how to live like a quality life. Um, so God the Father, right? Um, to me, right, he stands for order, right? Order is important in your personal life. Order is important in your business. Um, order seeps into consistency. It seeps into uh, self-control. Um, so, you know, first is, is God the Father, right? Order. Um, second, right? Um, God, the son, right? Jesus Christ. Um, grace, right? Don't be too hard on yourself. Like you have to hold yourself to a standard, but not to the point where like, man, you're going to beat yourself up so much that you're losing time. Like you've already been forgiven. So stop, stop beating yourself up so much that you're losing time on, on what you're called to do. We're all called to do something. We're all called to make a difference in this world. You know, we're all called to um, to achieve something that he set aside for us, right? Whether we achieve it or not is ultimately going to be dependent on how close we are to him. But, um, so second, right? God, the son, grace. Um, and then the third is going to be the Holy Spirit, which for me means guidance, right? Um, you know, believers, right? Christianity, we believe that the Holy Spirit kind of moves in us and, and kind of helps us see right from wrong. Uh, I think that discernment is pivotal, whether it's in personal life decisions or whether it's in your business, right? What what opportunities are you gonna? What opportunities to speak are you gonna? Are you gonna take advantage of? Um, there's gonna be some things that you're gonna have to let go. Uh, there's gonna have to be relationships in your life that you're gonna have to let go. There's gonna be business relationships that you have to let go because it's just not beneficial for you at that time. So, man, my three truths: Father, Son, Holy Spirit, um, order, grace, and guidance. Uh, that's really what it kind of comes down to for me. The clarity is unreal, man. I love it. Perfect answer. Frank, thank you so much again. want to give you an opportunity here. Um, where can we find you on social media and connect with Faithful Nature? Right. So, um, so you know, on our website is uh, faithfulnaturecompany.com. You know, as we continue to grow, we're going to have more things on there. Um, you know, newsletters and things like that. 
um, on social media. We're uh, just, you know, faithful.nature. Um, on Instagram, we're faithful.nature. You can also find us on Facebook at faithful.nature. Um, and man, I mean, you know, if anybody who has any kind of um, questions about what we're about or just kind of want to reach out and talk about anything, uh, either pertaining to business, I mean, any opportunity that I get to kind of help anybody, even like at these beginning stages where I am is, is incredibly fulfilling to me. So I not only like, um, I not only welcome it, but like encourage it. Like I'd love the opportunity to kind of share. And then anybody that knows about any organizations that really want to get involved or, or kind of want to be part of our network, like I'd love that as well. So, you know. Awesome. Frank, thank you so much. Guys, make sure that you connect with Frank on social media and check out Faithful Nature. Um, he's going to blow up here, I think, in, in a little bit. You know, <laughs> He's got such a great idea of where he wants to go and, and what he wants to do with his company. So Glory to God, uh, yeah. clarity, is, clarity is huge. And so, Frank, thank you again so much. Really appreciate it, man. And guys, we'll see you on the next episode. I don't know about you, but that was such a great interview with Frank. I hope you all enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed sitting down with Frank and recording this interview. If you think back to the interview and everything that Frank said in this episode, you can tell that Frank's faith keeps him grounded. He's always giving and he's always grateful when he's given something from someone else. And I think that's just a great way to live life. If you or anyone you know is part of an organization that would love to partner with Frank and Faithful Nature, be sure to reach out to him or even me and I can reach out for you. You can find the links to connect with Frank down in the show notes below. Make sure that you do that. Frank is such a genuine guy, someone that you want to know. I'm so glad if you are listening to this right now, that means that you got through this whole interview and you gained a ton of value and a ton of insight and just perspective overall on life from Frank. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you stay up to date with all podcast info by following me on Instagram at Tony McGeehee and on Facebook at Emerging Entrepreneurs Podcast. The links are in the notes below. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to hear from more guests like this. Also, leave a rating and review and share the episode with a friend. Thank you again so much for listening to this episode of Emerging Entrepreneurs. Now, it's your time to emerge.